For five years, I've had to tell them we still don't have the answers. And now investigators have answers for the families of the victims of the iconic village fire while we're learning about the man accused of committing the crime. Austin's coolest day in a month as many of us enjoyed needed rainfall, but it won't last for long in your first warning forecast. And what Austin police are asking for to help solve a homicide investigation. Well, today we are learning more about the person Hayes County investigators believe started a deadly fire in San Marcos five years ago. Thanks so much for joining us at five. I'm Jennifer Sanders. I'm Daniel Marine. The fire at the iconic village apartments killed five people and seriously injured several others. Today, investigators confirmed they arrested 30-year-old Jacoby Ferguson yesterday morning in connection to the deadly fire. And KXAN Sarah Alshay has been covering this all day with information on Ferguson and what led investigators to break this case. We've never given up on this case. We have been discouraged. We have suffered setbacks, but never given up. An arrest five years in the making. This fire has impacted and forever changed the course of many lives. Thursday morning, San Marcos leaders announced the charges against Jacoby Ferguson, arson causing bodily injury or death. Investigators say he lived at the iconic village apartments in San Marcos back in 2018. The fire was in building 500. He did not reside in the 500 building. Five people died and several others were severely injured. One of those victims was Brian Frizzell's daughter. Haley. I would never wish that on any parent or anybody and then for any reason in the world. Back in 2018, officials determined this fire had been set intentionally. After years of no answers in 2022, the department formed an investigative task force dedicated to solving this case. And met almost weekly, communicating often on a daily basis regarding the case. Working on the foundations laid by the previous investigative teams, the task force read through hundreds of ROIs, watched hours of body camera footage, and re-examined all of the data available for this case. Ultimately, San Marcos Fire Marshal Jonathan Henderson says that task force led this case forward to this arrest. Multiple witnesses were re-interviewed, yielding valuable information further corroborated by the ATF fire investigator origin and cause determination report. Henderson wouldn't say what came to light during these interviews that pointed to Ferguson, also saying he could not speak to a motive. Frizzell's father says there will never be a good enough reason for his daughter's death, but this development is the step forward they've been desperately waiting for all these years. We are eternally grateful for all of those that kept looking and kept Relooking, what a blessing. And that was our Sarah Alshay reporting. The fire marshal says investigators interviewed Ferguson after the fire along with several other people. They said nothing stood out about him at that time. The city of San Marcos did have a reward for $110,000 for information on the fire. Officials say no tip ever came up that helped with this arrest, so that money does not go to anyone. Investigators say no other arrests are expected in this case. In El Paso, the sentencing phase continues for the Texas gunman who killed 23 people at a Walmart in 2019. Patrick Crucius and families of the victims returned to court today. The 24-year-old is expected to receive multiple life sentences. Now for some of the families of those killed in the shooting, the sentencing has been a long time coming. We think about this every day until we get justice. It's not going to go away. And even after it's going to be painful, but the longer that it's dragged out, the more it hurts. 
And although the federal government did not seek the death penalty, Texas prosecutors have not taken lethal injection off the table in a separate case in state court. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, believe it or not, clouds and some numerous heavy rain showers earlier this afternoon kept Austin's high temperatures at their coolest since early June. It was a month ago when Austin's airport at Bergstrom last saw a high in the 80s. That's what we reached today, a high of only 88 in uh, southeastern Travis County. That's seven degrees cooler than normal. We're seeing a little more sunshine and the weather's drying out a little bit for your evening drive. Still some pretty juicy dark clouds here on the Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam. On the three-hour radar loop, you can see when we rewind a bit, there was a pretty good coverage of some heavy downpours even here in Austin. But zooming in over the past couple of hours, things have dried out a bit as the atmosphere is now a little bit worked over. Just a couple downpours remain up in Lampasas and northern Burnett County, and even these are starting to trend downward. High temperatures or temperatures currently rather hottest out in the northwest hill country 99 in San Saba because of the lack of rain. The rest of us really tolerable 89 in Georgetown 84 right now. Unreal in July in Bastrop. Coming up, I'll show you who got nearly two inches of rain today and a weather pattern change that will mean another heat wave is about to build. All right, David, thank you very much. It's been almost a year since a young man died after strangers stabbed him in downtown Austin. Today, police, along with the man's family, asked the public for help bringing his killer to justice. And KXAN's Mercedes Hernandez tells us what police are hoping could help lead to an arrest. So far this year, it's been rough. Uh, I think my, <clears throat> the family, especially my sister, it's been really rough. It's been 10 months since Rodney Anderson lost his nephew, DeAndre Day. He remembers Day as a talented young man, well known for DJing around town. What was taken from us was joy, the smile, you can see it on his face, even on in a, in something rough that's going on. He'll start talking to you and you'll be laughing. That's just who he was. A grainy surveillance camera recorded Day's final moments back in September. He's there in the white t-shirt. Austin police say he and a friend encountered a group of men when a fight broke out. One man pulled out a knife and went for Day's friend. Because the black male suspect with the knife ran towards his friend, DeAndre's intention was to go and assist his friend from getting stabbed. Detective Jeffrey Rodriguez says the department still believes that Day didn't know his attackers before the stabbing. Despite this, Rodriguez says the public is not at risk. I think this was just, uh, um, you know, something that just happened that night. You know, with the investigation being so far back in September, that uh, maybe these these individuals are um, may, may be from out of town. For now, APD and Anderson hope anyone who knows one of the men in this video will come forward and bring closure to Day's family. And get these guys behind bars where they need to be. In Austin, Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. And investigators are offering a $1,000 reward for any information that leads to an arrest. Looking ahead to NBC Nightly News, today the first drug for Alzheimer's disease got full FDA approval. After putting the drug Lakembi on the accelerated approval path back in January, the FDA today gave it the green light. Now, the drug is not a cure, but data shows it can slow the decline of Alzheimer's in its early stages. But it does come with the risk of side effects, and it is very expensive, more than $26,000 before insurance coverage. Tonight on NBC Nightly News, Kate Snow checks in with a couple to see how the drug is impacting them, plus who will be eligible for this drug and when. More flights are taking off from Austin, the new airline offering direct flights to a hotspot in South America. Plus, the company that owns the imploded submersible is shutting down. 
the latest in the investigation of the Titan. And are you a tweeter or a threader? The rise now in popularity of Meta's new app and why a lawsuit might be in the future. A new airline is flying out of Austin Bergstrom. The very first Copa Airlines nonstop year-round service to Panama City, Panama. It took off today and the airport announced this new flight back in February. Now this followed a years-long effort to connect Austin and Central Texas to Panama, which also offers connections to over 55 destinations in Latin America. They say with the growth of Central Texas, it was needed. It's no surprise if you live here in Austin or Central Texas that we are in a time of unprecedented population growth, <laughs> expanding businesses opportunity, and with that comes also ambitious air service development. And other new year-round services at AUS include flights to Miami and Baltimore on Spirit and Sacramento on American. And the 4th of July kept Austin's airport very busy last week. Last Friday, more than 37,000 people boarded a flight. That's the second busiest day ever at the airport. Our digital data reporter Christopher Adams tracks how many people fly out of Austin Bergstrom, breaking down the numbers by year, month, even airline. You can find his very detailed reporting under this story at KXAN.com. Well, OceanGate, the company that owned the submersible that imploded on its way to explore the wreck of the Titanic and killing all five on board, is suspending all the operations. Now, the statement on OceanGate's website says the company, quote, has suspended all exploration and commercial operations, but doesn't elaborate further. Investigators believe the Titan exploded as it made its descent into deep North Atlantic waters on June 18th, the Coast Guard says human remains have likely been recovered from the wreckage and are now being examined by medical officials. New details on the man who carved into Rome's Colosseum. What he claims he just found out after vandalizing the monument. And drought conditions unfortunately getting a little bit worse in today's weekly drought monitor update. As I changed the map from last week to this week, watch just northwest of Austin. Some parts of Williamson and Burnett counties now in extreme, in severe drought category rather. I'll show you a shift in the weather pattern away from the cool rainy weather today. Next. Mark Zuckerberg's new meta app Threads went live last night and it is catching speed very quickly. So much so that Twitter is now threatening to sue meta over the app. And that's because it's supposed to be a direct challenge to Elon Musk's app. As NBC's Aaron McLaughlin reports now, all kinds of users, celebrities as well as influencers are already weighing in. The highly anticipated rival platform to Twitter is now live. Facebook and Instagram's parent company Meta launching threads overnight. The new text-based app arriving a day earlier than expected. Kind of looks like this right now. It looks like a mashup of like Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Founder Mark Zuckerberg announcing threads reached 10 million signups in its first seven hours. Celebrities from Oprah to Kim Kardashian to Jennifer Lopez already joining the app that looks fairly similar to Twitter. The launch coming just days after Twitter announced limits on its app, including how many posts users can read per day. The change is led by controversial billionaire Elon Musk. I'll say what I want to say, and if, if, if uh, 
the consequence of that is losing money, so be it. Meta describing its vision as creating positive and creative space to express ideas, leveraging Instagram's more than 2 billion users. Posts on the app can be up to 500 characters long with links, photos and videos up to five minutes. Content creator Drex Lee, who makes money as an influencer on Instagram, received early access to threads. What grade do you give it so far? Um, the easy, I mean, everything has been running pretty smoothly. But reaction has not all been positive. Some users taking to Twitter, calling threads chaotic and reporting glitches. The biggest concern, the newsfeed's algorithm. I don't want a discovery feed. I don't want to see what's trending. I just want to follow my friends. That's it. Users waiting to see what both apps and both billionaires do next. Elon Musk has challenged Mark Zuckerberg to a, an actual fight. Uh, but right now we're getting to see it uh, kind of on this great public stage. As Aaron McLaughlin reporting, and back to the issues that people have been reporting on Threads, the head of Instagram said today that Threads is focused on fixing any issues, and he has they just did not expect so many people to sign up so quickly, but he says that is the definition of a, quote, champagne problem. Well, remember the story we told you about a few weeks ago about the man carving his name into the Coliseum. That man sent an apology letter saying that he was unaware the nearly 2,000-year-old amphitheater was ancient. And the man, identified by his lawyer as 27-year-old Ivan Dimitrov, used a key to carve Ivan and Haley 23 onto a brick wall of that structure. That was last month. Now, the letter was addressed to the mayor of Rome and the city council. He says he is embarrassed and sorry for his actions and regret regrettably learned about the monument after the fact. Italian officials believe he lives in England. Now vandalizing the Colosseum is an act that carries fines of up to $15,000 and five years in prison. Well, is your water tasting funny? A little different? Well, several viewers asked us to look into this after they reported the water tasting like potting soil. Austin Water tells us the water is totally safe to drink despite the taste and smell. The department tells us it uses power-activated carbon to treat the water. It's one of the steps after disinfection. But late last week, one of its carbon feed lines needed to be fixed, and it was taken out of service for a couple of days. Taste and odor is really a secondary uh, from a health perspective. Um, in terms of the health uh, and safety of the drinking water, we exceed all of the regulatory requirements. Um, that being said, taste and odor is very important to us. Um, you know, we uh, we strive to provide um, the highest quality drinking water to our customers. So if your water is a little funky, let Austin Water know so they can adjust the carbon feed. You can call the emergency dispatch line at 512-972-1000. Again, that's 972-1000. We'll also post that phone number for you on KXAN.com. All right, glad we got some answers on that. We did have several people email us about that. <laughs> and we are glad that we got some rain, oh, thank David. Goodness. It's so nice, even on the cameras here in the Weather Center, to see the dark clouds. Some of our high temperatures were in the 80s in July. Let me take you outside to the Austonian Weather Cam, where we still have some dark clouds out there, but not a lot of rain anymore on the radar on the Austonian Weather Cam. We're looking toward the northeast where many of our friends up in Pflugerville
Naperville, for instance, saw beneficial and healthy rain today. The radar has really quieted down, though. What you see here are just a couple little boundaries of wind. We may still see a little isolated shower or storm spark, but I think most, most of the rain that has fallen today is going to be pretty much what we see. A couple little scattered showers in the northern hill country, but those two are trending downward. Look at the rain total since midnight. I mentioned Pflugerville over an inch and a quarter. Elgin in northern Bastrop County, 1.7 inches. Parts of Metro Austin saw their first measurable rain in two weeks. An inch flat at Oak Hill on the southwest side of town. You can find your totals anytime on our website under the weather tab. Depends on where we saw rain and where we didn't in terms of your evening temperatures. It's close to 100 right now in San Saba, but 88, very tolerable in Harper. In the Austin area, same situation. We've got some folks warmer, 90 from Austin up to Round Rock, but only 83 down in Kyle and San Marcos, 85 in Dripping Springs, east of I-35. We've got some 90s up in Milam County, but much cooler, tolerable July evening weather elsewhere, 84 in Bastrop. As we warned you might happen yesterday, we had this big slug of tropical moisture shown by the white and blue color here on the water vapor move into our area a bit. This is still funneling some enhanced moisture up into the sky above our heads, but it's not going to last for more than one more day. High pressure, which we're tracking to the west. Remember, this is that hot, dry weather system. It's slowly building more and more into our area. You can see that on the weather pattern projection over the next several days. And once this thing entrenches itself again, we've got another heat wave building, kind of like the one we we just climbed our way out of. Over the next several hours, we may still see a couple isolated showers on the high resolution model, but notice everything is decreasing and that trend should continue. After sundown, 8, 9 p.m., everybody's completely dry, and that's the way we stay overnight. Now, tomorrow, we're not totally done with the rain chance yet. We do have a slim chance of rain from Austin eastward. Mostly cloudy to start the day, lots of sunshine breaking out by midday. But in the early afternoon, we could see that Gulf Coast sea breeze bring just an isolated downpour from I-35 eastward. Notice the chances are much lower than what we saw today, and any beneficial rainfall will be kind of limited, mainly from Austin eastward, less than a half inch, as opposed to today's one to two inch totals that some enjoyed. Tonight's forecast, partly cloudy and completely dry after sundown. Light southeast winds, lows could be warmer at 76. Tomorrow, we're adding about five or six degrees onto today's temperatures with more sunshine and a low chance of rain. 97 feeling like the triple digits with the humidity from the wet soil. Speaking of humidity and heat, look at this. Triple digits return starting on Saturday, and they are not going anywhere after that. If you're thinking about escaping to the Texas coast to jump in some water, or maybe the Colorado mountains, this would be a good week to do so. Sunshine and high temperatures as hot as 104 by Tuesday. More self-driving cars are coming to Austin. Volkswagen announced today that it would roll out the technology here later this month. About 10 of Volkswagen's ID Buzz electric vans will be sent here by the end of the year, with the first two vans scheduled to begin testing pretty soon. The vans utilize autonomous driving systems and will be geo-fenced, meaning that they're operable only in certain areas of Austin that have been mapped out. Austin is Volkswagen's first testing hub in the U.S. New details now on the bag of cocaine found in the White House over the weekend. Multiple officials investigating now say that the bag was found in a cubby near the West Executive entrance. So this is different from the initial story saying the drugs were found in a, the formal West Wing lobby during a routine patrol. This is between the foyer and a lower level lobby. Officials set low expectations that they would be able to identify who the drugs belong to. President Joe Biden and his family were at Camp David, Maryland, not the White House, when officers discovered that drug. 
All right, we're coming up tonight on KXAN. It's the Blacklist at 7 o'clock, and then Law & Order SVU at 8 o'clock, and a Magnum PI at 9, and before KXAN News at 10. And of course, you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 o'clock on the CW Austin. Here's where to find us. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.